are back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your host, Spicy Madi, and joined with me in the G-spot is the lovely and beautiful Shan Boudram. Oh, I, I love it. Right? No, you said it more fancy, okay. which I like. I was saying it sexy like you, girl. Yes, Spicy Madi, <laughs> sexy up, girl. Um, okay, she is joining us for today's episode of Closed Mouths Don't Get Fed. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background about this expert that I have in the G-spot. Shambu Dram is the sexologist, popular YouTube personality, intimacy expert, and author of The Game of Desire, published by HarperCollins. Ooh, she's a published author. Okay, The Game of Desire will teach you the self and social awareness to make dating your new favorite hobby. Shan analyzed the competitive dating landscape and the common pitfalls women face in the pursuit of passion, then developed a five-phase workshop to help down-on love daters achieve romantic success. She has appeared on The View, MTV, Eat, the Rachel Ray Show, Steve Harvey Show, and CNN Radio, and has been featured in New York Times, Forbes, and Time Magazine. So, rounds of applause once again. No, let's for clap for you in that intro, Rita. Okay, I was just you making it as sexy it. as you are. You did really great. <laughs> that was a pure joy to watch. I have been trying to get this woman in this damn chair forever. So the fact that she is in my seat right now, I feel like, yes, the universe is listening to my uh, requests and desires, made this happen. Luckily, I'm a tenacious person because yes. I hunted her, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I need this other expert in my chair with me because you have a wealth of knowledge to give. You actually said something really beautiful in that we have to stick together. We yes. have to create community. And I actually want to apologize because I think I do a poor job of that sometimes. Girl, it's okay. I'm I can get you to so the light. insular with like my work, my things. Like you have so few time, but at the end of the day, it's like you need people to bounce that yeah. energy off of. When you do feel so overwhelmed, that's where your community comes in is yep. like, girl, I know. Here's what I'm getting paid. Yep. Here's what you should ask for. Here's what's this in the right now. This is how you negotiate. This is how you tell. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So this, I, I did. I should have prioritized coming here because even just in this room just now, <laughs> well, I felt so affirmed and I felt so at home and in place. And so thank you. I've been having a rough day. Oh, girl. And you like know, you this, are love. You are love here, you. and you are desired. And I'm a firm believer, especially when I'm teaching my clients or I'm coaching, is that iron sharpens iron. And that's why relationships are so important. Is because just like the partner who you choose. Can can help uplift or break you, us as friends or us as colleagues can do the same for one another. And you're you know, only as great as your team. And so that's why I'm doing the relationship revolution on Sunday this brunch, because as relationship experts, sexologists, experts, matchmakers, intimacy experts, whatever life coaches, whatever that may be, we don't, we're not each other's competition. We are experts all yes. working together, trying to change the world. Our job is to change the world. So how do we do that? And how do we learn from one another what we have to offer? Oh, that program works for you. Um, in addition to that, it's like, wait, I go get crazy sometimes with my clients. Like, <laughs> I need a vent. I need to let you guys yes. know what I'm going through. Have you experienced this? How did you work through it? Like, help me. <laughs> but I love that you acknowledge that. Dang, I really, I love her even more now. <laughs> okay, good. Listen, I found out your apology language. Yes. Accept responsibility. Look, look accountability, no. <laughs> oh, but real talk though, because we do have her in the G spot and I want to ask her some hot topic questions, especially about, you know, uh, closed mouths don't get fed, which is the topic for today. Your book speaks to a lot of different things, but before we get into even this phenomenal book that you just came out with, I want to know- Use the F word with me. I know it's PH, but it's the <laughs> F word today. Hey, Tell me what the F word hey, I want to know, when did you fall in love with yourself? Oh my goodness. I fell in love. I often refer to my, my purpose as not finding or going towards, but yeah. going back. 
I fell in love with myself at age five. Oh my I God. I had my first- You loved yourself real young. Sexual experience with a pillow. It was consensual and awesome. I remember <laughs> it vividly at like five years old or so. And I thought the human body was so fascinating. I was so fascinated by touch and by love. And I think I lost that along the way. I'm trying to envision the pillow. I've, I've, I've heard of a Cabbage Patch doll. I've heard of a Barbie's. I've heard of everything. Pillow, how did we put the pillow between our legs? No, the pillow was like a person. I oh. remember like engaging with the pillow. I don't oh, want to like go oh, through okay. it because I me just describing my five-year-old sexual sex. experience is kind of creepy. <laughs> I remember it though. Um, I remember it well. Okay, you were the a pillow good partner. In the okay. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, that, that initial love and acceptance and desire to be connected mm -hmm. was always there. And that appreciation for that version of myself. I think I went, as I got older, I went to a Catholic school. I have West Indian parents. And so you add those two together uh -oh. in a society, you know, I'm a, a older millennial in a society that really wasn't sex positive yet. Yeah. I had a lot of repression. They're just now figuring it out. It's so crazy. I'm like, we've been on this. You guys are just now getting how important exactly. this is. Exactly. <laughs> right. But I forgot for a while. I think it was lost for me. So I'm like five, I found it, probably lost it around seven to 19 years old. 19, I started studying sex because I put out my, I started studying for my book. Yeah. And then 25, I allowed the shame after my book came out to make me go even further into self-hatred or self-denial. And then 28, 29 is when I was like, fuck this. Yeah. We can swear, right? Oh yeah, you can swear. Fuck this. <laughs> I love myself. I love what I am. I love what I'm good at. I love my mission in life. I love my purpose. And there's no more negotiations. There's no more compromising. So before you fell in love with a man, you fell in love with yourself. For sure. I yeah. usually ask people and sometimes they will say, I fell in love with somebody else before I fell in love with myself. Oh, wow. And that is, you know, and that's, that's a challenge because we always are taught. And for a long time we were taught find a partner, find a partner versus love self, love self, the partner will come. Mm -hmm. So I love that you were empowered since a child, you know, you went through a journey, but came back to it to self. Yeah. yeah I was that's very amazing. privileged with great parents who <laughs> had a great relationship. Privileged. So it was, I mean, by facts that matter, like the, the journey of self-love, I think the biggest problem for me was the loving of other people mm. and the connecting with others and the looking in the mirror and seeing how I was actually sabotaging my own potential for love. That was more my challenge, but I sometimes I love myself too much. Sometimes I'm like, I am perfect. <laughs> Everybody I'm else is the what problem, it's not me. <laughs> that probably was more of my issue. Okay, so is this what the book was based on? Tell me about this book that you are coming out with because I'm, I have a million books just like I'm sure that you do. Yes. Now I'm all about the Audible books. I'm in, obsessed because it's just like, it's like <laughs> saves so much time. <laughs> um, but when it comes to, you know, these books, I also give them to my clients to read before I start working with them because I'm like, I need you to have like the basic tools, the fundamentals. What tools does your book have? And because I, I more than likely refer it to my clients to read. Tell me about the book. So I started as a sex educator because I'm like, oh, I had a completely, I do everything selfishly. I do it because I experienced an awful sex life and then I had to go and find tools and resources. And I'm like, okay, these are great tools and resources. Let me put them all together in a yeah. book because I know the way that people are. Yeah. People don't, we're not accustomed to learning in this area, yep. to actually spending and devoting time to it. don't teach us. Right? right? And it's not a part of education system. There is no. no emotional intelligence course. I advocate for a course starting me in too. kindergarten. Do it, do yes. it, yes. Someone stole my, my crayon. I started to feel these feelings. What are these feelings? Help Correct. me explain them. How do I manage them? Like that should be happening from a very young Absolutely. age and then slowly moving up as the problems become more complex. So I started a sex education because I was like, oh, I've made a ton of mistakes, but I learned from the yep. best. Let me truncate it into a book. And the same thing happened with relationships. I had an awful crash and burn love life probably throughout my 20s. And then I started going back to the books, learned mm. a bunch of incredible things and thought I want to truncate this into one book. 
and what is your purpose and goal? From the book, I want others to fill in the blank. Become their own relationship expert. Mm. Feel like they are in a position, they're in the driver's seat of their love life. So give me some of the fundamentals of the book. If I crack open the book, I'm going to learn, is it steps? Is it... It's a strategy, I would say. Work? Am I doing like... Yes. Okay, I'm writing in this book. I think no matter what you say, I'm going to say yes. Um, okay. It's the story of how <laughs> I worked... Is it going to help my clients find a man? <laughs> yes. It's the story of how I worked with um, six women over half of last year, and probably we still work together right now, who counted themselves out and thought that an, ex an awesome, fulfilling love life yeah. was not in the cards for them. Mm. And through a five-phase program, I worked with them until in the end, they felt like I'm an incredible connector. I'm a masterful seducer. Yeah. I am great at making connections and I deserve the kinds of relationships, not because I just think I deserve it, I yeah. put the work in. I worked on myself, I've examined myself, I went and interviewed my exes, I found out what I was doing yeah. wrong, I changed some things that were some problematic things, I learned some new things from a series of experts which I brought in, I brought in strippers, psychologists. Okay, so we had to take a little break for our spicy sponsors, but we are back with Shannon. Wait, so your real name's not Shannon? It is my real name, oh, Shannon. Oh, so but we're just going by Shan. I just took I it to Shan. I always want to say Shannon. People do, but you know what it is? Maybe like five, no, 10 years ago. I n I've never liked my name my whole life. I used to actually spell it S-H-E-N-A-N, like oh, shenanigans. Okay. Like I just always oh, wanted really to change cute, it. Actually. Right? I was trying to give it something. Shenanigans should be your next book. Okay, there we go. Boom. There we go. Part. Branding. Relationship <laughs> advice. What else you want? And then I met somebody whose name was Shan. And I was like, Nin? And she's like, just Shan. And I was like, I wish my name was Shan. And then recently I was like, oh, I can't be like, it's I, why do I have to like not like shorten, my name? Yeah. yeah, just shorten it. And so that's what I did. I People, love it. And then I'll you go by me, either one. You told me earlier that we pronounced the last name, not Boudram, but Boudram. Well, I'm, just Boudram, but yeah, I like but you say it better. I'm, I'm putting a little twist on it, but. <laughs> I'm going to record this and we, use that from we now We have on. this amazing in intimacy expert in the G spot with us today. You were telling me about your book. I love that you took him through a five, um, Pro, like five-step program because I do the same thing with my client. That's where spicy comes from. Everybody thinks it's like, because I'm this hot Somali, but really I created, and I am a little hot, yeah. but really <laughs> I created this program, S-P-I-C-Y, self-awareness, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes to your partner. Oh, so I wow. too put people through like a five-step um, program all based on how to get, how to come spicy. So on your five-step program. I feel embarrassed for not knowing that. That's so incredible. Nobody ever knows. I always have to like remind people. It has like, to be S period, P period, <laughs> I period. It is. I have the little, I have the little dots on like the trademark, oh. but that's for the program. Like I, I just, I coined the name Spicy Mati, but when it comes to your program, is it like actual work that I will be doing? Like, am I going to be writing stuff? Am I going to be going out on different like activities? What can I expect in this book? Because I'm literally going to make every single client read it. Okay, first of all. It's a part of the curriculum now. F for phenomenal, guys. I decided. Let's add it in there. Um, phase one is to know, and that's all to that know. it is. It's okay. a bunch of workshops, quizzes, probably the ones you already know. Yeah. Love language, attachment theory, oh, yes. apology Absolutely. language, orgasm, recipes, turn on triggers, big uh, five personality assessment. Orgasm recipes? Yes, from ohmygoshyes.com. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Amazing. And then... Okay, so give me more, give me more. We're gonna go back to that because I'm gonna start asking you some sex questions in a second because a lot of my clients deal with sexual challenges as well. Well, ohmygoshyes.com is an incredible resource. It not only has these different ways women orgasm and they 
give you, because language is so important. Yes. That is a massive thing. A big part of no. They, we always say in relationships, communication is key. Oh, yes. And it's like, well, what do I say? Right. How do I describe what I'm feeling? I know I'm supposed to, but how do I articulate it? What yeah. are the words? How do it, clarity is key in communication. And if you don't have language, oh how do you effectively have clarity and or you accomplish have this that in goal? The book. Yes. Love, love, love this. So the first part is all about that. So once you get to know yourself, then you need advanced feedback from others. And a philosopher I love, which is Elaine DeBotton, he has this program called School of Life. He says the reason why we're going to marry the wrong person is mm -hmm. because we don't know what's wrong with us. Our family knows, but they ain't going to tell us. Our friends know, but yep. they just want to like be cool with us. Yep. But your exes, they know, and they know you very well. Oh, yeah. They and know they are, all your dirty little secrets. They're a I gem. I should have an episode with my exes in here oh. to just put it out there, like I put them on blast. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring you in, and we're going to just have hella exes come in and just talk a lot of trash about us. But you know what? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. The, when they, in this program, the women had to go back to their exes. It's not about closure. It's literally like... Okay, I'm trying to move on and get better intimate connections in the future. Mm. I need to know what's stopping me. Learn from the mistakes. I don't really care about what you did wrong. It's about me 100%. So your ego has to go all the way yeah. back to yeah. Canada. Um, so that was phase one. Phase two is now to change. So once you know what some of your pitfalls are, making an effort to change. And sometimes it's changing your appearance. Yeah. Sometimes it's changing some of your... Um, the narrative that you told yourself about your fracture stories of you know why you became defensive, yeah. why you're now really aggressive, why you're very shy, yeah, why you take on from? the label of awkward or anxious. And so I believe that we are whoever we consistently choose to be. Yep. I don't believe Facts. in the version Spicy of- Spicy tip right there. Yes. You are who you <laughs> decide to be. Can I actually be? take a little pause and ask yes. you, what do you think about the dating or relationship advice, just be yourself? <laughs> okay, so in my- Truth of truth, I think that they're coming from a place of when we say just be yourself, that it's saying like own who you are and operate from a place of authenticity. The problem with operating from a place of authenticity is you're bringing all the baggage, you're bringing all of the, your past experiences, your challenges of what created you into the person that you are. But that person who you are may not be the most compatible person to be with. It may not be the best version of yourself. And I'm a firm believer in self-actualization. And so because I want you to be at your best of the best, the creme de la creme, your maximum potential, a lot of things about, especially my clients that come in, I have an assessment that I give that's 160 questions. And I'm like, mm, we're gonna have to work on this. We're gonna have to work on this. So if they just come in and they're dating, living their life, being themselves, yourself is great, but I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna flip it, I'm gonna make you an even better version so that you're more marketable. If you think about us as a product, which people are my products, how can I sell you as a matchmaker if you are not the best version of yourself? So it bothers me when we're pushing the just be yourself when there's always room for improvement. Yep. I love that you dig back into on the book, you know, making them go back to their exes because oftentimes I say we don't receive enough constructive criticism and we don't ask for it. If you had a horrible date, if somebody doesn't want you or you break up with someone, ask them why. Ask them, hey, I want to learn from this experience and move on to the next one and not be the same version of myself that fucked this up. Yep. How can I improve if we don't gather that information and do our own personal research? So there's being yourself and there's being the best version of yourself, which I am pro being the best version of yourself. And I say this in the book that imagine any, because the thing about advice, you come to advice when you need help. So if I'm asking you, what should I do in this date? That means I'm in a position where what I have been doing hasn't been working. Right. And so it ain't been working. Imagine somebody <laughs> coming to you and saying, hey, I'm in med school. I'm at the back of my class. I really want to graduate. I want to get better grades, but it's just not happening. What should I do? Just be yourself. What? No. Right? Hey, I'm trying to make the basketball team. I've been trying out for a couple of years in a row. This is the year I really want to make it. What do you think I should do? Just be yourself. 
Well, the version of self that you've been showing up as yeah. hasn't been giving you the results that you're looking for. It's been a little mediocre. Granted, right. like you made the team and you're in med school, but you could be better. You could be better. And that's exactly it. You made the team and you're in med school. I didn't even think about that. You are getting <laughs> in the door. So you're doing something right. It's not all criticism. It's just like, how do we sharpen? And I actually think what makes dating so distressful is mm -hmm. we don't really know what to do. Yeah. And my whole book is like, hey, do you know how if you want to get good at cooking, you just get cookbooks, you read, you practice in low risk environments, yeah. you enlist the help of experts, you consistently try to challenge yourself to learn more yep. new information. And then you go out there and you try new things, you learn from your mistakes and you try again. That applies to dating too. Absolutely. That applies to sex, that applies to love. That same strategy of mastery applies to everything else. But the message we get in, uh, I don't know why the message was in quotes, not meant to be. <laughs> the message that we get from uh, society is that love just happens. Oh my God, that you is just the know. biggest freaking misconception. And you know that that irks me. Like you started off today with saying like, I love how you compare like work, you know, with um, dating because, or, you know, like your career with dating because they are simultaneous. Like love we it. bust our butts for our career to be amazing in our profession, but we don't put it in the work for our personal lives. But that is because we want this meet cute, dreamy idea of how we find the one and it doesn't happen like that. And it could for some, I always compare it to like being an actor in LA. So there's two ways to be an actor, oh, right? Oh, that's a great comparison actually. Oh, go away life. This is I, telemarketer. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so busy. Oh my God, everybody wants me. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a, ne a major network it's calling. It's a major right network now. calling. Um, where was I going with that point? You're comparing it to actors. Okay, so if you I love this analogy because it's great. I can If you see move it. to LA and you get a job at Starbucks and you wait for Steven Spielberg to walk in and say, you, you're the star of my next movie. Take off that apron, let's go. That's happens. That has happened before to someone. I promise you it's happened. At this point in history, everything has happened at least once. Yeah. However, the other story is you come here, you go on auditions, you go on tons of different casting agencies, you try to make friends with the right people, you go to classes, you find the best agent, you cut your teeth, you go out over and over and you mm -hmm. get constantly rejected, you learn, you get better, and eventually you find the right role. Yeah. Now, would it be great to be the Starbucks story? Yes. Is oh, it likely? Be awesome, because you did really nothing. Right. <laughs> and it would be wonderful if your story, and if it is your story that you met your sweetheart in high school, or you met your perfect person when you just were, you know, not even looking. I, I'm happy for you, because that actually does happen. But I don't want to leave something that's so important to me up to that kind of chance. Oh my God. And it's far and few. So statistics, like, that's not really usually how it happens. Yeah. So, it's not how it happened for me. Yeah. Or, or myself. Yeah. <laughs> I actually put in a lot of work and did I a lot so of work. so much work. <laughs> Congratulations, too, because you just got married. married yes. yes. Your ring is okay. beautiful. I posted on my, oh, thank you, boo. Yours is too. I posted on my um, IG page uh, your phenomenal, like, exquisite display of wedding because I saw when you had posted it. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I posted it on the Spicy Life um, because I was like, this is incredible. You're, I love what you guys wore. Was that cultural? Yes, cultural. Okay. That was amazing. I just ex ex like expected it to be like high fashion, but it was culture. Okay, <laughs> it was amazing. It was couture culture. Couture yeah. culture. And our, our wedding, our whole wedding was just like my like least favorite question I get now is like, "How's marriage?" Oh God, I and hate I'm like, that it's question. It's the same shit. Right. That's why I picked them. Or when's the baby? I hate that question too. Oh I'm my like, goodness. What? Yeah. No. I, now when people ask me when are you gonna have a baby, I'm saying, well, when are you gonna be rich? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, IUD gang, so listen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm okay. IUD gang, so I'll let you know. I have a necklace for it. When, when you stop seeing this, start asking that question. Until then, we're all good. <laughs> okay, so 
part of did you did you walk me through the steps yet is there more are there more oh yeah parts so then, the steps? excuse me because so i have some more questions that i want to ask you yeah phase two um, is to change phase three is to learn okay. and that is enlisting the help of experts okay. and putting yourself through programs with a diverse amount because to your point we can find a billion different comparisons when it comes to making connections yes. from marketing again to self-defense we had a phone sex operator a phone actress come and talk to the girls oh, about love, tuning love, their love. voice and so this such voice very important. diverse range and then we did practice and we went out as a group and just tried out different psychological techniques to see if they would work. Yeah. They're pretty silly, but it's just about getting you, you out there yeah. and getting you accustomed to starting conversations, getting you accustomed to practicing these new tips. Oh my gosh. And to doing a trial version yeah. of your new self in a low risk environment. You're with your friends. It doesn't matter. Um, they had to also go on test first dates. And these were specifically with low interest playmates, which means people that you like Cause it's a aren't thing. that crazy exactly. about yeah if you ain't never dunked in a game or not dunked in practice you're not gonna be able to dunk in a game yep so you got to be able to practice in low risk environments and then phase five they had to find a high interest playmate and then secure a first date and a second date oh good 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 and good that's job. the end of the book i seriously love this because everything that you're putting in there are really important tools and i respect that you broke it down so that it's easy to consume you actually walk them through this and so this is going to be a part of uh, my course, I'm going to make them read this because oftentimes I'm walking them through this. I'm teaching them flirtation. I'm teaching them, like, I'm actually scouting for my clients. But now if they can have this, like, manual in advance, it will take some of the time off of me to actually have to, like, walk them through every single thing. Now I just read the book and then we'll work together. <laughs> yes, but I you need that too, actually. I think, like, my main goal with the book, there was some disillusions. I'm going to say it off the top. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. My number one mistake, I'm like, this is a six-week program. Lies. Oh, lies, no. lies, it takes lies. way longer than it that. It has been, we started working together. It's, it's our one year anniversary now. And one of the girls is in a relationship now. And I make a joke that we're in a throuple. Like, cause I literally <laughs> feel like he doesn't know I'm in it, but like I'm in their relationship. I'm really helping to manage because she has some attachment issues that she's trying to overwork. Oh my and gosh. so we're working on this together as a team. So it is, and on top of that too, it never ends. There's always going to learn more. Oh yeah. It's an infinite space of learning. Because once you get the relationship, then you have to coach them on how to not to lose it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm bringing you on the Spicy Life too. I'm about to have <laughs> Shan come and help me and my clients as well. Because I'm like, everything that you're, you're, you're preaching right now. And so I love that you created this. Now you're going to tell me, because I've seen you post before and I've seen quotes from your book on... Um, you know, going after the person, like not just like waiting for the person to come to you. So that's why today's episode was about closed mouths don't get fed. Because mm. I'm a huge advocate of not waiting for the opportunity, but like going and getting it, taking the opportunity. So how do you feel about this male, female energy of, oh, well, I don't want him to think that I have a masculine energy. So I'm going to wait for him to come up to me. I think that there's a place for that. And that's totally fine. Um, I think that statistically, when women make the first move, OkCupid okay, says they're 2.5 times more likely to get a response. That part. Um, the league has this uh, section called the Love League. And majority of, the, of relationships that come to the Love League, meaning that there was actually a connection formed, it was the woman who initiated the mm -hmm. meetup. So there is a lot of proof to say that women who make the first move see the results, yet only one in 10 women do believe in making the first move. That's good news for the rest of us because we're like, oh, nobody else right. doing this? This is a hack <laughs> You're that not nobody applying else for this off? job? I'm going to take right. it. Right. And I think we have to also reframe what making the first move is because making the first move isn't like, hey, baby, what's your number? Right. Making the first move is like, what does your shirt say? Oh, interesting. I it's actually have some secret menu stuff as well. Creating opportunity yep. for the person to see if, you know, they like you or you're vibing, if there's an energy there. It is literally just making conversation or approaching the person. It has nothing to do with you saying, can I take it to dinner tomorrow? Yes. 
we have this misconception about that though. So I love that you're saying this right now. Because intimacy is taking one small step. Yes. Being like, okay, is it reciprocity? Do I feel good? Do I feel safe? Do I like this person? All right, check, check, check. Let's take one more small step forward. So to get to a place where I actually want to exchange information with you, right. we skipped a lot of steps. And when I approach somebody, I'm not approaching somebody like, I hope they like me. I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna like this person? Are they interesting enough for me to wanna exchange and spend time with them? For me to want to exchange and spend time with them, not are they choosing me? Do they want me? And that's when you're taking your power is by you being the determining factor, like you deciding. And I love, again, going back to your job analogy, that's the energy you bring into job interviews. Yeah. If you went in there like, man, it's been a hard, rough month. I don't know if I'm going to make rent. Can you please hire me? I need help now. Can I sleep here? Then it's like, no, like this is uncomfortable. This is weird. And that's actually one of the things I say in the book too, is that in most things, in, in dating in particular, effort has to be both your primary, but your secret ingredient. Because if it looks like you're trying, if it feels needy, uh, unfortunately, that actually is a repellent. That is a hard formula though for people to follow. Yes, A lot of people don't know the right amount of effort and then the right amount of desire and the right, like how do, tell me about the balance. How do you desire the person but not look like you desire the person? Because that gets confusing for folks. Because you have to know that like, there's a difference between want and need and you Agreed. don't really need any, anybody or anything else. You don't need someone to like you. You don't need a job to take you. You don't need a person to say you're beautiful and you might desire that and that's interesting for you. That's why you're actually pursuing. Mm -hmm. So you're making that clear by making the first move. But when you get there, there isn't a neediness attached yeah. to it. Neediness is a repellent. And so it's like dancing. Also the thing too, you have to practice a lot. That's, I have to stress that enough. My sister and my cousin came to LA and they were annoyed as hell at me. They were like, <laughs> we kept get, keep getting involved in all these non-consensual conversations <laughs> with these random people because I talk to everybody. But when I know something, when my idol, Jada Pinkett, came into town and she did a Jada red table Pinkett, talk okay. live, I was standing at the back of the room, but I made sure oh. to stand right in front of her ass. And I stared at her the whole time. And when You're they like said, hunting her down. we're taking questions from the front row, Jada said, no, no, that girl on the back with the bun. Because I'm making eye contact. Yeah. And I took that mic and I can speak to Jada because I've been speaking to Joe at Chipotle. And I've been speaking to Sarah who works the hot dog stand. Love this. Yes, you're practicing on a daily basis, preparing for that conversation. Yes. But enough people aren't practicing. They're operating from a place of, I don't want to do the work. I'm fearful. I don't like rejection. So how do you overcome this fear of rejection? Right? Because you don't take the first step because you're afraid of what the outcome is going to be. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I was saying to my partner because uh, he skateboards. Skateboards such an incredible analogy for life in a way. Skateboarding. Because it's really built, you know you're going to get hurt. If you want to get good oh, at skateboarding, yeah. you know an integral part of that is you're going to get on that board and you're going to get hurt. And you're going to try some things that's not going to work, but you're going to enjoy and you're going to watch yourself progress. And you can see other people at the skate park who have really killed it. Oh and my so, God, it looks scary though. Just the loop, what is that thing called? Terrifying. Oh, this, what's that? What's, come on, man. Man uh, in the room. Dre, what is the thing that people skateboard in? It's like a huge pot or like, it looks a like- A bowl? It's a huge a bowl. Ramp. Oh, a ramp? Okay, let's just say you don't, we don't know. know. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we're not experts at skateboarding. We're experts at relationships. But so. it's the same thing with, <laughs> with dating. Unfortunately, you are. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get embarrassed. I have so many awkward encounters, y'all. I try to make jokes that don't land. I talk to people who don't talk back to yeah. me. I wish I could promise you that, like, no, when you get really good, because I'm really good. And it's still, I get rejected and it still gets oh weird God, sometimes. Oh my God, absolutely. It's funny to me though, when um, a client comes in and they're like, okay, so I'm coming to you because you're an expert and you're gonna help me find love. And then when I find out more about their lack of experience or maybe them not um, even sometimes applying every single tool that I give them, 
I have to let them know, like, they're not going to be successful unless they put any skin in the game. Yep. Like, you're going to have to take those risks. You're going to get hurt. I can't prevent the hurt because that's a part of your, like, growing and learning. And I'm, like you, extremely confident. But I'm e I even experienced rejection. I even experienced hurt, agony, like... Look, to all those men out there that didn't want me, um, my husband says thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you're telling them this, like, I love how transparent you're even being about your experience because a lot of people won't admit to I it. I was at the restaurant last week and the waiter said, do you want anything else? And I was like, no, just your love would be great. Hey, and he was like, what? Extra guac for you. I was like, no, just, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, oh, no, I was just saying, like, as a joke, like, just your love. And he's like, what do you, I don't understand. And I was like... Oh, no, I was just, it was a joke. It was so awkward and weird. <laughs> and I got to go back to that sushi restaurant all the time. Mia Sushi on Eagle Rock Boulevard. And whenever I see him, I'm like, God damn that guy. He just, and he like, it is like, um, he's like, it's like a scorned part of me. Like I was traumatized by that. But you're practicing flirtation I'm though. I'm practicing flirtation. Like you're gonna, yeah. Not it's, always gonna work. It's gonna be awkward sometimes, but how do you get good at it unless you practice? Exactly. Yes, I love this. So if you practice making that first move or making maybe starting that conversation or giving the compliment and how do you feel about compliments is that a great introduction where do we start what's the first thing that we should say in order to strike conversation we had a stripper come in and she taught this incredible workshop because you know she approaches people for a living is what she does at a strip club right she puts herself oh, out that's there right. for she's people she's like skating on up to them yes. in her jelly heels right yes okay so her recipe was one, take the temperature. So you never approach someone blindly. You watch them for a little bit first. Mm. You see, are they in a rush? Are they in a mood? If their temperature is good. You make eye contact. Yes. Once you have eye contact, you make a nonverbal cue. That can be like sticking your tongue out or a wink or like a little wave or something. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't let you know you if can come hit this, that, I don't know what will. That, and uh, if they reciprocate the nonverbal cue, then you walk over. And when you walk over, she's like, really observe them. She's like, you know what? You're at a restaurant and your food is coming. Yeah. Subconsciously, you start to clear the way. You start to like make space for your right. food. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's like, observe them. Did they start to make space for you? If they mm. didn't, then like keep the conversation tame and polite and maybe just see as a feeling. If they made space for you, it's like, oh, now I can play. Right. She says, start every interaction with consent. So, cause she likes to foster um, a culture of consent, especially as a stripper. Yeah. So she says, can I sit down and join you, daddy? You know, like, can I do this? Can I do that? And then in oh, return- Oh, she's almost asking for permission to take up their space. Yes. Okay. And then she says in return, they'll ask her, you know, can I touch you? Can mm. I do this? Is it okay if I sit like that? And so I thought that like- teach, She's teaching them how to treat her yes. in response. I love that. Yes. She's really popular. Her name is, um, my goodness, don't do this to myself. Nina Ross. Okay. She's the sixfigurestripper.com and she teaches Six figure stripper? I am this. in the wrong profession. I should, <laughs> what the hell? Nina, come on, girl, you gotta teach me. Yeah, I'm, you I'm should have me on the show. She's I'm gonna really go watch great. the show Hustlers, or the movie Hustlers. It's coming out with J Lo. Shout out to J Lo because I'm excited to see this movie and Cardi B, um, fellow Latinas. But uh, what do you think about Hustlers coming out? I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited for any narrative that's around sex workers and sex space. I think that Bachelor thing happened recently, the Bachelorette. Yeah. The Sex in the Windmill. Um, yeah. And I'm like, these are <laughs> fun. These are the conversations that we need to be having, and the more bigger the names are and the brighter the stars who are going to shine light on yeah. these topics, oh, I'm all for it. Because aren't you excited that it's becoming less taboo, but we still have a long way to go, though? I'm excited that we're even making any strides. Don't you before see we get in trouble for even, like, mentioning the word sex, and now we're like, okay, and we do soften it with intimacy, but intimacy isn't just sex. Intimacy is also, like, the being vulnerable, the transparency, the sharing, the receiving, the communication aspect of it. There's a lot of layers to it. But I think we've always kind of shun away from it because, oh my God, what are people gonna think? You know, 
if we talk about sex, they're gonna think I'm a hoe. No, we're just having an open, mature conversation. A hundred percent. I think that that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen. I've seen remarkable changes in the space in the time I've been in it. Yes. Like when I first I well. started out as a sex educator, like clitoracy, like clitoris literacy, yeah, was like number one. Like people did not know what the clit is, where it was, what it functioned as. Mm -hmm. My number one question I got is, I never orgasm during sex. Help. And I very rarely get that question. I get that now. often. Does your book speak to that? I don't actually talk a lot about sex in my book. Okay. Um, my first book, Laid, is all about sex all the so time. So maybe I'll then start with that as well, because yeah. I usually have them read She Comes First, He Comes Oh next. my goodness, yes. Yeah. And Come As You Are is also incredible. Okay, that's so add that to the Yeah, those collection. are incredible reads, but I, I, in order to make connections, you don't have to make someone change religions with your tongue. You don't need to get to that. <laughs> the next phase of it. So this book is okay. literally about counting yourself in putting yourself in a position to have the tools now to start advancing yourself as an intimacy expert, as a relationship expert. Yeah. But at the very base of it all, you need self-insight, you need to know what you have to change, yep. you gotta be in control of how you make connections, and you gotta be good at making those connections. Yep. And I, oh, I, I like to use the, because I always relate everything to a career, do a SWOT analysis. The way you would do it for a client, the way you would do it for your office, or you know, if you wanna take on a project, do a SWOT analysis on, on yourself. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my opportunities? And what are my threats? You know, to maybe that person heard that before. Oh, yeah, the knowledge. Dripping down my throat. It, it, you know, I, I mentioned it on a little thing called Access Hollywood, which you were on yes. last week. And I had an awful time. Um, to all of those haters out there that you got a problem with Shane, you got a problem with me. So that's <laughs> period, period, <laughs> yes. period, period. Why? I can't believe you. So I don't want to talk about your hard experience. What I want to do is shine light on the accolade of you being on Access. Um, love to Access Hollywood, and we've had Scott in the studio before too. I'm sure you had a uh, your as your career is growing, more opportunities will come. How are you going to balance the sex expert component of being in this profession in addition to like building your brand and coaching other people? Because you're coaching too now, right? I do a little bit of, of coaching and I, I opened it back up when the, the book was on pre-order. Um, I'm going to be so honest with you, individual coaching is not my favorite. It is important. It is so It's so hard. <laughs> I love the dissemination of information. I love reading and then regurgitating back and repurposing that so it feels digestible. I refer to myself as the Walmart reader and that essentially means that like I'm at the front of the store. I mean, I want to appear at 2 p.m. on yeah. TV. I'm not pigeonholing myself to be 11 p.m. only. I had to make very specific choices to do that. Mm. I'm not holding sex toys, the kinds of frames that I can use. Yeah. And so for that reason, I want to know as much as possible about this space to get people excited about it. And I'm not the person who's in like aisle 17 in butt plugs or aisle 3 in <laughs> sex or in open relationships. I'm not an expert in any one individual thing, but I will get you excited about this space and you will want to come back. And I feel like you're pretty vulnerable about you and your partner's relationship as well. Uh -huh. Like you put it all out there. People always ask me all the time, like, how does your husband feel about your industry or doing what you do? And I always tell people, he knows what he signs up for. Um, how, <laughs> I'm like, look, he's, if you start dating Spicy Mati, you know what you're signing up for. How does he handle your success and everything that's growing alongside you? You probably get this question too, and it's like, how are men not intimidated by you? Mm. Or do they ever want you? How do your clients I don't even see the intimidation, man. Yeah. I don't see those dudes. They don't step up to me. They would never be able to engage in conversation in a way that would be interesting to me. My partner was, he's my, his favorite thing about me was what I did, which is bizarre because yeah. he comes from a super religious family and like that was a thing at first. Did he convert him into a heathen? Right? <laughs> I'm sure they sure do think so. Um, it's been a long time to meet them. They're like, you're marrying who, honey? Like, yeah. do you want to reconsider this? <laughs> yeah, we went to like a Thanksgiving.
Thanksgiving dinner once. And I'm like, it's so weird. Like, no one asked me one question about myself. I'm still talking. I'm like oblivious and engaging. Like, nobody asked me one question about myself. And Jeremy was going home and like, they know everything about you. Like, Ooh. that's why they didn't ask, right? Like, but you should have tried to do is uh, make some book sales too at the same yeah. time. Like, want to learn more about me and my Years ago. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> okay, I want everybody to um, snag your book. I want them to follow you. I want them to learn more about your expertise um, and digest you and consume you. Where do they find you at? And you know, to, tell us where they go from here. What give me all your social, all the information. I would really just say please go buy the book. That is just like that is the my vehicle right now to get to a space. Again, my goal is to make everyone their own, similar to yours, yeah. their own relationship expert. And I want this information to be universal. Um, and we have to push advocates for that. There can't only be one Dr. Ruth or one right. Dr. Esther Perel. So in order to push, we love them. We do. I, this is my vehicle right now, and so it's you know as cheap as twelve dollars on Apple Books. Um, that would be it. It's called The Game of Desire. If you hate it, I will give you <laughs> a refund as said on this show. Um, but that, that would be it. That would be the one. I love that. And yes, shout out to Esther and to, you know, Dr. Ruth. Like, those are all phenomenals that came before us. Oh We're the goodness. next generation, though, that's coming through young, fun, kicking. Um, so <laughs> please look for Chan's book, right? Because this is man standing <laughs> up and watching us creep in. Oh, I know, I know. In. He's coming in. Okay, okay you guys can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMati. Make sure you go to thespicylife.com and also download this episode and subscribe to The Spicy Life. And there you guys have it. You have just been spicy.